0: Four wins in a row. Boston Celtics going into the break feeling good. And I'm going to talk about it on this Friday. Locked on Celtics. Millie, let's go. Rain and back with the vengeance. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Woo! This is the truth like 34. Yeah. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars Happy Friday! Welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast and thank you for making this show part of your daily routine wherever you are going, whatever you're doing at this moment. I appreciate you making this show just a little part of your day. I hope I'm, I'm brightening your day. And, and why wouldn't you be smiling? Why wouldn't this be a bright part of your day? The Boston Celtics have won their fourth straight game, 132-125 to 125 over the Toronto Raptors. Celtics heading into the break now on a four-game winning streak. They are alone in fourth place in the East at the halfway point. They are five games out of first, a couple of games, two and a half games out of third, not far behind the Milwaukee Bucks, not out of anything, really, and just feeling a little bit better about themselves. So... That's great. Segment one today will be the good. Segment two will be the bad. Standard operating procedure here in post-game podcasting here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Segment three, a little bit about the guys opening up about the challenges of the of this season and the All-Star game. The teams were picked. Let me introduce myself. I don't think I've done that yet. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. Uh, you can subscribe to Boston Sports Journal Use the promo code Corralis, you get $5 off the annual subscription. That works out to be less than 3 bucks a month. I think it's a bargain, not just for my Celtics coverage, but all Boston sports coverage if you're interested in that. I'm also the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book you can now get anywhere books are sold online. So let's just start with the Celtics. I think we're expecting the Raptors to kind of come in, they were just, I mean, wrecked. They, they didn't have basically, you know, half their team, their coaching staff, Nick Nurse, like none of these guys. This was a devastated team. COVID has ripped through this team. Another team that's had the, this issue. And they were on a back-to-back. They played in Tampa on Thursday. And, you know, flying from Tampa to Boston – you got to get up in the morning, do your COVID test. These guys probably got no sleep. And I, I'm pretty sure the Celtics, you could see it. They wanted to come in. They wanted to outscore the the Raptors. They wanted to let the Raptors just kind of fall by the wayside. And then, whatever. They, the, the Celtics had no intent on defending in this game. They had no... They didn't care to put forth the effort in the first half. It just was very, very obvious. I asked Brad Pregame because I knew this was gonna happen. I asked him about how do you how do you avoid the complacency against a team that is being ripped apart by Covid and that is you know on the back to back because this team is tired, the Celtics have been tired. it's all well documented. This is like they're heading out onto the all star break. Nobody, th- this is the game that nobody wants to play. This is the senioritis game. This is like, all right, enough. Let me go get my vacation on. Let me go. And they're not allowed to go on, Uh, a, like, they're not allowed to, like, go to Europe or, I don't even think they're allowed to leave the country. Or else they'll get, I don't know, fined or suspended or whatever. I, I don't know what the repercussions are, to be honest with you. But they're not allowed to leave. And so... Whatever. It's still the the game. Like They just don't give a shit. And it was obvious. And they had to fight for the whole game. They had to fight through the whole game. And every time they took a lead and, and made it like they were going to pull away, the Raptors hit a three. The Raptors hit 21 three-pointers. How do you hit 21 three-pointers and lose a game? It, it's... That kind of crazy stuff has been happening this season. The teams have been shooting well from three and losing. They've been hitting 20 plus threes and losing. The, the Raptors, 21 of 50, 42% from three. When you shoot 21 of 50, you're supposed to win that game. They had 13 turnovers, which was not a lot. You know, the Celtics had 16. They. they, they the Raptors, you look at everything, you say, wow, these numbers. You score 125 points. You shoot almost 50% from the field. You shoot 42% from three. That that right there is a winning formula. If I only gave you the Raptors box score, you'd say, oh, how much did they win by? And you ended up losing by seven. So all of that is to say the Celtics kind of, I don't want to say got lucky. But they had to fight. They had to really fight for this win. So, the good in this game, let's start with Robert Williams. Um, okay, I'll start with Robert Williams. I actually wanted to start with Grant Williams. But I'll start with Robert Williams because let's just get him out of the way because he's awesome. But, uh, but the Robert Williams effect in this game, not a lot statistically. 10 points, 7 rebounds, uh, an assist. Three blocks. Nice game. Nice game from Robert Williams. He did occupy a lot of defenders. They were very, very worried about his lob threat. It was very obvious that he's been you know, uh, they, they are they are on notice. When Robert Williams is in the game, be careful because he will catch lobs. Which is huge. That is a huge huge, huge development. I cannot understate this. Teams are now worried about Robert Williams. That's a big deal. When Robert Williams is in the game and if other teams are like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on. Watch for the lob cuz he's going to go up and he's going to he's going to, you know, take our souls." That that increases when you talk about vertical spacing and all of that, that impact that he has drawing defenders. He impacts the game just by being on the floor now. So, watch for that. Moving forward, second half, watch for Robert Williams just being on the floor and how much pressure, just him being there impacts the other team's defense. And that's, if if that can be something that's constant, then that, that's a, a huge help for the Celtics because that's one more person that they have to account for. You already have to account for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. Now if they have to account for Robert Williams, just because of the pressure he puts on on catching lobs i I think that's that's a development. Let's just put a pin in that, put it up on your do people use bulletin boards anymore cork boards whatever <laughs> put it up and you can we're gonna we're gonna watch that moving forward Grant williams, the other Williams, who I wanted to start with because grant has had like a bunch of DNPs. He's barely played. He has had a very, very rough stretch. He's come in. He's fouled a ton. He's just not done well. But in this game, seven of nine, three of four from three, 17 points off the bench. Celtics' third leading scorer on the night. 17 points, four rebounds, a steal, just one turnover. A big night, a big night for from Grant Williams. This is something that I'm not. I'm not going to put too much stock into because he might. He's been so up and down this season, but this is a. a, That was huge for the Celtics because the bench has been uh, problematic at times. But the bench in this game, look, Grant 17 points, Jeff Teague 14 points, Rob had 10, Peyton Pritchard had 10. All of these guys did a good job. In fact. Jeff Teague is another one of the goods, okay? Jeff Teague comes in, his floater is back. That floater that has decimated the Celtics in the past, he'd always seemed to hit a bunch of those in a game against the Celtics. Jeff Teague starting to find his way. Jeff Teague has been an unmitigated disaster for most of this season. Now he's starting to find himself. Maybe, maybe it just took time. Maybe that's it. And he's not being asked to do a ton, but him hitting six of seven shots is a little bit nuts. He's taking Aaron Niesmith's minutes because Brad Stevens wants dribble penetration. He wants a guy who's going to attack, get into the defense, and Niesmith is more of a shooter. I think this is what's happening. People ask about what happened to Aaron Niesmith. Well, Jeff Teague has been playing well, and that's what's happening to Aaron Niesmith, and we can argue about well, Aaron Niesmith should play, and Jeff Teague should not regardless but you know what these past four games that all goes out the window like Brad Stevens made it a point that these four games were important he coached these games so they could win he played Jason Tatum another 37 minutes in this game like he is he is shortening his rotation for the most part like in the second half like he sat Shemi Ogleye and Daniel Tice after short stints in the first half that was it you're done ineffective you're out next up grant williams you're effective great jeff teague you're effective great you're in and everyone everyone's got to understand we are playing to win these games it's brad stevens everybody's been talking about it. i mentioned it yesterday with with tom westerholm process over results, it's been results over results here. The Celtics needed these wins to quiet the noise around the team because there was too much noise around the team. It was threatening to disrupt everything. It was threatening to take these guys to a bad place, and Brad Stevens needed the noise to stop, and so these four wins have stopped it for the short term. Now, second half of the season, they're going to have to keep it quiet that's that's what this is about. Jason Tatum, obviously part of the good. Tatum had some really nice stretches and I thought like the third quarter is was was really really like good Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum played some of his his better basketball in the second half of this game. The third quarter was the Boston Celtics coming out of halftime going, "Okay, we get it Toronto, we get it. You're you're not going to roll over." So they came out. They played a ton of defense. They actually flipped the lead. They they outscored the uh, the Raptors in in the third quarter, 35-22. to 22. It's the only quarter they won, by the way. They lost the first 34-31. They lost the second 36-35. They lost the fourth 33-31. They came out in the third quarter and were like, nope. We're, we are not allowing this, and that's where – the team really kind of was shining. And in that third quarter, Jason Tatum especially. Jason Tatum in the game had 27 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, two steals, shot 60% from the field, 50% from three, oddly 60% from the line, six of 10. But I guess we'll excuse that because they won But in the third quarter, 11 points for Tatum, three of four, two of two from three, three rebounds and assists, the steal. Just, I mean, a hell of a third quarter for him. Hell of a third quarter for Jalen Brown. And, okay, so third quarter for Jalen Brown, nine points, five rebounds, two of four shooting, one of three, one of two from three, four of four from the line in the second half. Jalen had 20 points, seven rebounds shot 50% and got to the line 14 times in the second half. I mean, that's just monster stuff. Considering in the first half, he had scored one point in the first half, which is going to be part of the bad. And that's okay, because Jalen Brown admitted that that was part of the bad. And that's coming up next. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. BlueChew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's a very simple process. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll get your prescription within days. Best part, it's all done online. So if you're worried, if you're embarrassed, no need to be, but... You can have this discretion. It's all done online. Nothing, nothing that you have to worry about. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem. Blue Chew's uh, Sildenafil and Tadelafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared to ship direct, and it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for details and safety information. We've got a special deal today for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code locked on. You will receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Get all the big sports headlines with the Locked On Today podcast in less than 20 minutes with Peter Bukowski. Today, on Locked On Today, Big Ben back in yellow and black. Is that a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with that Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you found this podcast. The bad from the Boston Celtics win over the Toronto Raptors, there were a few bad things, including Daniel Tice and Shemi Ojale. Uh, Brad Stevens said afterwards, after the game, because <laughs> I had people asking me in my DMs, where's Daniel Tice? What's going on? Is he, is he hurt? Is he being traded? Like... It was so conspicuous right around now. If anybody gets benched, then it becomes like, ooh, ooh, is this a trade? What's going on? He was not traded. He just didn't play. He had a stretch. He played about seven, a little more than seven minutes. And played okay. I didn't think there was any, anything particularly wrong uh, at the beginning of the game. But Brad Stevens said basically, look, we can't play with two bigs. And he said they were impossible to play with two bigs. I thought Tristan and Rob were both pretty good, and they gave us something. And then he went on to like really, really praise Daniel Tice just to make sure, like, look, this is a thing. This is a one-day thing. Don't worry about it. And it's true. The Celtics are going to need Daniel Tice. Like, but we've seen it before. Daniel Tice last year was great. He was great. And then all of a sudden in some games he just wouldn't play. You know, like barely play. It's, it's going to happen, and I think Daniel Tice just kind of expect like, all right, I guess <laughs> I guess this is one of those deals where my, I had a short night, seven minutes. <laughs> As a player, I'm like, if you weren't going to play me for more than seven minutes, then just don't play me at all so my averages don't get screwed, because now he scored five points in this game. Uh, let me see. What's he averaging per game this season? Because... You you put that five five points like look now he's averaging nine point three points per game. I don't know what that five points did. Did it drop him below double digits? That's not good. But yeah, this this is the type of thing that a player thinks about. Like, oh man, you just screwed my averages, coach. You know, one rebound. Now he's got a game where he had one rebound. Really messing with you. Uh, Shemi also also played about seven and a half minutes. Same deal. Took one shot. He missed the three. Uh, he had a turnover. He was a minus seven in that stretch. Okay, I don't know if that was Shemi's fault, but they just went a different direction. And this is again where Brad Stevens was like, I- "I'm I'm playing to win. I am playing to win, and so I'm not messing around here. Shemi, not effective. Sit. Let's go to the next guy." Who can be effective? Grant, are you in there? Oh, you're playing well? Grant's hit a couple of shots? Great. Grant just rises off the DNP pile and gets into the game and plays 21 and a half minutes. So, sorry, Shemi. You'll get get another chance. Uh, Also in the bad, Jalen Brown, who was part of the good and in the second half was really good. Uh, It... (laughs) And he took off as soon as I tweeted out after the second time. He tripped over his own feet basically twice. He spent the first half and part of the third quarter looking like ass, like really looking bad. I tweeted out, Jalen Brown does not look like he wants to be on the floor right now. And he's dragging his feet so much that he's tripped over his own feet twice. And that was true at that point. And then he immediately ripped off nine straight points to turn a three-point deficit into a three-point lead to shut me the hell up. But it was, it was true. And I, I'm not picking on him because here's Jalen Brown's direct quote after the game. I thought I had a shitty game today. Lack of focus. I think it was better in the second half. I'm glad we got the win, but lack of focus was evident on my behalf, and I got to be better in every moment of being a leader, and that's a challenge. I'm looking forward to the second half. Said it right out. I had a shitty game today. He didn't have a shitty game. He had a shitty first half, first half plus half the third quarter, and then after that, he took off and became Jalen Brown. Lack of focus? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty obvious lack of focus. That was very classic Jalen lack of focus. Like anybody that's been watching the Celtics over Jalen Brown's career so far could see. she's Jalen Brown. That's why I tweeted what I tweeted. Jalen Brown looks like he does not want to be out there. He I was I was at a point where it's like, if if this is how he's gonna be, just sit him. Just sit him down and don't even bother. If he doesn't want to play, fine. I get it. Like, he probably should have rested in this game. That's another question I asked Brad Stevens before the game. Is everybody available? Are you resting anybody? Because I was expecting that one of these guys, either Jalen or Jason, might get some rest. Probably a good thing that they didn't do that (laughs) because they needed everybody. But Jalen Brown, in the beginning, was not great. And he admitted it. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I think the Celtics, the entire Celtics team, was not into the beginning of this game. They were, luckily, they were good offensively, but they were not into the beginning of this game. As I said, they just wanted to cruise and hit a bunch of shots and let Toronto go, uh oh, huh, enough. I don't care. Whatever. Sit back, get blown out. Can we go on break now? One, two, three, cancun. But it sucks. I don't think they can go to Cancun. Cancun sounds nice right now, actually. It was funny. Tristan Thompson, as an aside, was like before the game, he had an interview with uh Chris Forsberg on NBC Sports Boston. He's like I need this break. The team needs this break. The coaches need this break. You guys need this break. We all need this break. And truer words have not been spoken. Everybody involved in the NBA, to some degree, can really use a break right now, including us in the media, just because this stuff, the Jalen Brown stuff, the defense stuff, this bad stuff, like, I'll be honest, like I wrote this piece for, for Boston Sports Journal after the game about how the Celtics opened up, and like and, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that in the third segment here, but like trying to think of like what do I write after this game? What what do I write about now? What do I write about today? After this game after game after game after game, looking for the next storyline, looking for original storylines, you're just like there isn't any. <laughs> These guys are gassed. Let's get into the break. Damn it. Let's stop playing basketball for like four days and come back and, and and be better. Like let's, let's catch up on Tuesday when the Celtics or Wednesday, when the Celtics practice and then kind of reset from there. We're actually going to have a practice. The Celtics are actually going to practice. I think three times next week, which is great. This rambling is a sign that I need to get going and get into the set, the next segment, which is going to be about the all-star Boston Celtics, uh, two all-stars, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum on opposing teams. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> What's that going to be like? And, and some of what these guys opened up about when we come back, uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Sure, you can bet on the all star game. You can bet on all kinds of things in the all star game. First to 100, first to 150. Well, all that kind of stuff is going to be available on Bet Online. Football's over, but NBA, college basketball, NHL, baseball's coming back. Uh, they're, they're down there in Florida in, in spring training. So, tons of stuff to bet on. TV, like award shows, reality shows, all that stuff. Go to Bet Online, use the promo code LOCKED ON, sign up for free. And whatever you deposit, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. So you put in $200, you're going to get a $100 welcome bonus. Very simple. Uh, Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON. Please gamble responsibly. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Do you need fantasy basketball advice? Do not ask me. I, on Monday, had all of my active players on the bench and now I'm losing this week. So, I'm clearly not the guy to be asking for fantasy advice. It is important, though, that you have a reliable source like Josh Lloyd. More people trust him. He is the host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and more people trust him than any other fantasy basketball podcast. It's the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. So go subscribe to Josh Lloyd and Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This way you'll have an advantage wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. The four-game winning streak and the All-Star break were a great opportunity to ask guys about this first half and the craziness of this first half. Because in the midst of all of the losing, they did not want to say, yeah, all of this is happening, and it may sound like an excuse. They are very big on... I don't want to make excuses, but after a few wins and heading into a few days off, they can come back like and say, Hey, you know, yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, Jeff Teague, who is in his 12th season said that, um, the whole thing was crazy. And I'll read the quote, uh, not knowing when you're going to start playing, not, so not being able to really prepare your body for that testing every single day, having to get up at weird times. Some teams playing some games because of protocol. Some guys are sitting out games. It's just a whole different experience, like not being able to leave the hotel, not being able to eat or socialize with your friends or your teammates outside of basketball. So it's been challenging. That is part of that. That kind of encapsulates a lot. Things that you don't realize guys Especially in a, that, that travel heavy section of the Celtics schedule in February, where there are road trips and back to backs. Like they start the season, they start the, the month off, I'm sorry, back to back, Golden State to Sacramento. After that Golden State game, you get to Sacramento. And it's a drive, it's not a far drive, I've made that drive before, but you get in, you're still getting in late, and you've got to wake up at a weird time, like Jeff Teague said, to take a COVID test. Like, you don't just get to sleep until noon that day. They wake you up at like 8 or 9 or some crazy time, which, for an NBA player, that's insane. I'm an NBA journalist and I sleep till like 11 in the morning. I'm recording this podcast. It's almost two. I'm wrapping this thing up at like 2 a.m. Like this is, this is how these guys live. You play your game. You're done. You're done with your media. You leave a seven 30 game. You're done at 10. Media obligations are done by like 11 you, you, you're you still like amped up from the game, like you're not going to go home and go right to sleep. You're up till like 1, 2, some guys 3 later in the morning. And you sleep until 8 or 9 or 10, Like, or I should say like 10. So these early morning wake-ups after road game, road game, road game, or you play Toronto and... And then the next day you got to play D- Detroit, and you got to wake up early to take your covid test. Do these guys go back to sleep? Some of them got kids. You know, so the covid testing alone has messed with a lot of these guys sleep schedules. It's not normal. Then you travel and you get to these you know, you get to the hotel, you can't leave. Which some guys like when Jason Tatum goes to Washington, and he wants to go hang out with Bradley Beal, you kind of can't, you know. Like it's, it's not normal, and you say, "Oh, well, so what?" Well, it all wears on you, one game after another, after another, after another. Like, it's just a huge challenge for for everybody. On top of trying to play the game and learn your new teammates and trying to relearn each other because Jalen Brown is playing a different kind of game and playing with Jalen's different now than it was before. All of the things that we've talked about. I just find it really interesting how this has impacted the league, not just the Celtics, the league, but then the Celtics are one of those teams along with like Dallas And Miami and Toronto now. COVID impacted teams. Celtics had two guys get COVID and Jason Tatum said after the game he was asked about it again. And he said, Yeah, I'm still I'm still not normal. They said, you know, they asked him, How long did it take you to get back to normal? And he's like, I wouldn't I don't know if I'm at normal yet. He said I talked to some guys and they said it takes months and I think I'm in that kind of I'm in that range. So Tatum still not fully back from COVID. Like that's a problem. So go to Boston Sports Journal if you want to read that story. It's it's a it's an interesting, I think just some honesty from these guys. Again, now that they're on the break, now that everything's kind of, sh- you know, everything shook out and, and they're, they're on a winning streak. doesn't come off as excuses. They can kind of like just explain some of the challenges that they've had. I thought it was interesting. One other thing before I wrap up the show, the all-star teams were selected and team LeBron took Jalen Brown while Jason Tatum and his buddy, Bradley Beal are now on team Durant. And that, uh, is a fun little, I think, uh, you know, it's just like Kemba against Jason Tatum last year where Tatum backed down Kemba. And that was a fun little moment. Um, and and Tatum after the the game he was asked about it and he says yeah you know we we play we play each other like one on one in practice all the time and i've seen it they 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 will go and and play each other and so if they guard each other in this game they're going to go at one another like they're that's not going to be like Jalen. i mean like Jason and Kemba like oh this is fun and they're kind of laughing throughout the whole thing if they're in the game together and Jalen, like, first of all, you know that if they're in the game together, everybody's giving Jalen the ball or Jason the ball and getting the hell out of the way and saying, go ahead, one-on-one, let's go, let's see it. And we're going to see it. It's going to be fun, I think. Um, But the 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 thing that I think you will appreciate is – that when LeBron took Jalen Brown, he said, I'm taking Jalen, underappreciated Brown. And kind of, you know, gassed them up a little bit. Which, hey, when you're Jalen Brown, you're 24. Uh, you kind of looked at LeBron as like, he was like one of the idols. Right? Like LeBron... LeBron is in his what is he thirty four now? So, LeBron's rookie year. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can do this math as I'm talking through it. Um, like LeBron, LeBron's been in the league basically for a while. Um, his first year in the league was the 2003 2004 season, and Jalen Brown was born in 1996. So 2003, (laughs) he was, what, seven years old? So, holy shit. So Jalen Brown grew up, is that right? Yeah. Born in 1996. And so... Jalen Brown grew up watching LeBron James, and all through, like, when you're seven years old, and you're watching basketball, and here comes LeBron, and LeBron has been dominating that, you know, you turn 2006, so... Jalen turns 10 years old and LeBron is a 22-year-old in Cleveland. He's a third... That's his third All-Star season and he's averaging 27. The next season he he scores 30. Like, by the time... When LeBron gets to Miami, it's 2010. So Jalen is 14 and he's watching that whole Miami heat run through his mid-teenage years. Like... That is, think about when you were a teenager and the players that you watched in the NBA. Like when I was in high school and I idolized Kevin McHale and I learned all of Kevin McHale's post moves. If somehow I, later in my life, made it into a position where Kevin McHale was picking teams and he says, I'm going to take John underappreciated Corrales. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. The the thought of that. I'm 40. I turned 48 in a few months. And that thought now makes me like tingly. <laughs> Cause you know, this is one of my basketball heroes. So Jalen Brown, Looking at LeBron and seeing LeBron as a, you know, one of the dominant athletes of that time, getting selected and having that compliment paid, he was asked about it and the post game Zoom, he had a mask on, you can still see him smiling, but you know, through the mask. And, and the thing is, LeBron did this to to Tatum last year, and was very very complimentary, of. Jason Tatum last year and put that Instagram post up about Jason Tatum. Like, to have LeBron kind of gassing up Tatum and Jalen Brown, that that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That does tons for their confidence. And to have those guys go to the All-Star game, to have Jalen go to the All-Star game and be accepted with those guys, I mean, come on. Come on. We talk about oh maybe he should skip and you know he just shouldn't go like come on, okay, limit his minutes, have him not play as much. maybe let's just try to take it easy on him, but you wanna tell me that you don't want him in that locker room talking to those guys talking to some legends. Out there, talking to like Chris Paul and hanging around those guys. I mean, I'm sure he talks to Chris Paul anyway. They're they're both high ups. And, you know, Jalen's a VP in the union. But like, this is on a basketball level. Like, to be in that locker room in that situation, that's... That is too special. Too special to give up. I, I mean, I can go on for like an hour about why he should you know, go and experience this. Like, that's just, you don't pass that up. And you can say, well, he'll be an all-star plenty of times. Yeah, but, you know, maybe not. I mean, maybe maybe he'll get squeezed out next year from by somebody. Who knows? Who knows why? Who knows why? Maybe he gets hurt and he can't go next year. I don't know. This opportunity is right now. Take it. Take it and make the most of it. I think LeBron saying this stuff about Tatum and Brown is just, I know you might be thinking you like you hate LeBron for various reasons. Fine, but just understand the magnitude of, from a player perspective, LeBron saying what he's been saying about these guys. Hmm. Hey, I would be, I'd be pretty happy if I was them too. Alright, this is it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you're a new listener and you've made it this far, hopefully that means that you're going to subscribe. I would love to have more people subscribing to the show. Uh, that's Obviously, I want this to, to keep on growing. So, if you enjoy the show, please give it a five-star rating and a good written review. Every single podcast host asks about that. But it's it's really important because that helps more people who Google for a Celtics podcast and see Locked On Celtics and they want to see well how do people feel about this show because they're influenced by how people feel about this show just like if you're picking a restaurant and you go onto you know Google or some other site and you you say oh this is a a five star rating all all over here Uh, I think okay I want to try this but if it's a two star rating are you going to go to that restaurant maybe not So, give this show that five star rating. Really appreciate it. And share the podcast. Tell your friends they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.